coming up girl listen but people don't need a month we exist every day of the year and we shouldn't just minimize our existence to one month or one holiday as a british person i can't say hey y'all out loud yes you can there are going to be a lot of babies that are just theying as they go i think that is late yes a gay and a non-gay is a podcast from james barr and dan hudson Two unlikely friends take on the world. We've got our first in-studio guest, everybody. Yes! Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I'll do the intro. <laughs> Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. God bless Mother Nature. Today on Again and On Gay, we are joined by the proud and loud and here and seen US singer-songwriter, star of stage, screen, and mother to non-binary transgender babies everywhere. It's Mila Jam! My peeps, what's good? How are you? I think you've been in Parliament Square today. I stormed Parliament Square today. (laughs) I was making my uh, viral statement, uh, Stop Killing Us, about being strong and standing tall for trans and queer and LGBTQ plus rights. I am really fed up right now. My energy's like off because I'm so angry <laughs> and Dan, at And Dan, you should country. be fed up too. I am fed up on, on for the same reasons. But, Good. But should I also be fed up about something else? Is that what No, you're... just about like having to stand and you know, we, these are things that are a conversation on just human rights and queer rights and I'm assuming that you're an ally and... Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. so there you go. We need our allies to be just as upset. I mean, that is a whole conversation we've had previously. Dan didn't want to like call himself an ally. That's fine. Accomplice. Accomplice. That's Ooh. I like that one. That one that. makes it a little bit more, you know, interesting. That's an action word. I can roll with that. I think we're all fed up, and we'll get to that in a bit. I want to know how you feel about the UK and what it's up to at the minute, because it's traditionally had it's been on a pedestal for queer rights, and at the minute, it's not really feeling so great. But first, let's talk about it's raining them. Ooh. It's raining. It's obviously legendary. Yes. What made you decide to refix this song? Deezer and I got together and had a conversation about doing this um, reimagination of the song. So we just wanted to take something that everyone was familiar with and give it a spin and basically be uh, as inclusive as possible. I mean, how many songs actually acknowledge the non-binary and the gender non-conforming community specifically, like with all full intention? And it's not like just like it just happened to be like that. It's just literally about people that are more than just he or she there's so many different variations in the spectrum and there are a lot of songs that could do with gender getting removed from it macho man could be macho <laughs> them macho them macho macho them no didn't think of that one them uh, in the mirror <laughs> man in the mirror oh i'm starting with them in the mirror what are your favorite phrases for being inclusive ladies and gentle thems mm, i love that one. there's also babies babies yes ah, the babies mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to kind of address each other like I usually say y'all because I'm from the south and from Georgia so when I'm you know around my family I'm like hey y'all it's like if I worked at a restaurant I'd be like what y'all want to order like hey y'all you know really trying to let go of the idea of using guys because guys is so ingrained in our vocabulary and in our culture like hey guys it's normalized right how do we shift that narrative and be more inclusive to people and be aware of like saying hey guys to people who might not identify with that. I always say guys and I've always lazily probably thought it just means everyone. 
it is triggering for people and it does make people feel uncomfortable. So when you know, when you know better, you do better. So your is interesting because I do use that in email and in text quite a lot to avoid using guys. But as a British person, I can't say, hey, y'all out loud. Yes, you can. I you can't. just did. <laughs> but you're saying y'all like y'all log. So what are you saying then if you're not saying y'all? Hey, everyone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that does work. Okay. Humans, people. also just say, hey, girl, all the time. Listen, I actually refer to most male-identified persons as she. And that is really big <laughs> with me. I even do it to the guys that I date who don't identify as she and are usually cis-heteronormative and straight Damn. and very... Damn. Very so, like, if Dan and I were in a conversation and you got a little mad at me or a little sour, you'd say something to me like, oh, Mila, I just don't agree with that. Girl, listen. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. <laughs> but do you ever... Does that feel emasculating to you? No. Great. That's See, we could get along. There's really? some guys who would really be, I'm not a girl. Why are you saying girl? Yeah. And I'm like, girl, just calm down. What do you have to say to idiots then? Because there's a lot of people in this country that would find it complicated to switch he or she pronouns for they, them. Is it complicated? Like, I know it's not complicated. Listen, life is complicated, okay? We're all complicated. We're complex human beings. So nothing is simple and nothing is easy. And everything in capitalism is about dumbing things down for everyone. So everything needs to be, you know, like shortened and concise and like, you know, black and white and yes and no and boy and girl. But we know that things are more complex than that. So I think if we're just doing a little bit more work to understand that it may not be just black and white, it is a little bit more there are great areas in between that helps us to realize when you encounter it, like it's just making space for that. I would just want to make space for someone the way they would want to make space for me. And if they don't want to make space for me, do I really want to talk to them? I don't think it's as difficult. It's not really hard to be empathetic. Dan, like you've learned some things, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to turn it on to you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a straight guy, like, how do you feel your experiences? And now this has become my interview. Yeah. As a straight guy, Dan, like, how does it feel to be, like, someone who is accepting or inclusive? Like, does it feel like work to you? Do you feel like there's more things that you need to do or that you just... Uh, I don't think it feels like work. Okay. But, but life is work, isn't it? Life is admin. Everything is admin. Yes. Okay, this person wants to be called that or you can't say that, you should say See, this. See, I don't think it's hard. Okay, so they, them is another addition to he or she. There's also more than they, them. They is like an umbrella. Yeah. I think it's more of like, I'm in this umbrella and I don't want to be pigeonholed into one thing. Yeah. You know, and I was just talking to someone the other day about being gender non-conforming is a lot more people than people think. There are like straight people that are gender non-conforming. There are gay people that are gender. So GNC is like the short term. So that's basically being like, I don't just stick to the guidelines of what a guy wears or what a girl wears or what it has to be this and this. I can wear heels and I can wear makeup and I can wear nail polish and I can do things that are creatively my personality, right? So that's a little bit more gender non-conforming. Um, and then when you're thinking of non-binary folk, they just don't want to be on one side or the other. But see, I'm a trans woman that identifies on the binary, which is its own thing because I'm just a woman. She, her 24 seven all the time. Y'all right. That's me. And some people don't feel like they want to be defined by that binary. I don't know if it feels like hard work, but I, we have a friend and they have just announced that they are they. And as I'm saying that, I don't know if I would use the word hard work, but I am thinking about every word that I'm saying 
in a way that I am not normally. It's um, it's practice. I think that's more down to the fact that we have identified them or that they've identified themselves as a different pronoun. And so it's taking a bit of getting used to just to edit that. Right. Also, we're at an age where we've been conditioned and we've been doing the same thing over and over for so long. Imagine what the young, like the youth and young jams are like thinking about and how their lives are changing. Because when they're, you know, in their 20s and their 30s, their conversation around pronouns is not going to be what we're talking about right now. They're just going to get it. There are going to be a lot of babies that are just theying as they go. Let's segue nicely into the bin fire of transphobia that is the UK at the moment. It just feels like it's getting worse. I think all of time throughout the centuries of humanity, queer, trans, non-binary people have just been, the fingers are always pointed to our community because we don't adhere to the rules. And there are so many people who adhere to the rules unwillingly and just because they need to feel comforted and want to just blend in and all that stuff. And so there's a level of comfort there, right? That's, you know, I, I don't feel like hate is comfortable, but I think it's sold to us as comfort. And it's given us this, this like feeling of if I'm being looking down on someone or being mean to someone or acting superior to someone, I'm better than them. And that's comforting for me. And that gives me a place to feel good about myself. And then it's about self-reflection and like, who are you when you look in the mirror? Because if you're really just comfortable with yourself, you don't care and you don't spend time on that. You know, you don't really spend time on trying to down someone, you know, trans being transphobic. It's just so much work. I think it's so much uh, like extra work that people don't you know, need to add to your life. Here, there's a lot of fear about trans people that's being whipped up by so-called feminists first of all wait let me stop you there because that road takes you down this big it's like can i say malarkey yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i love that word bollocks can i say that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, keep them coming bang them out bloody all the english it's ones. bloody hell <laughs> stop. no that really is rhetoric around making up all of these stories that have no factual evidence. People attacking people in the bathrooms. Trans people are not attacking people in the bathrooms. Trans people are not going after children in bathrooms. Trans women are not attacking and butchering women, cis women. There's like this narrative that we are the villain and we are out to get people. If there is someone you find that happens to be trans that is doing that thing, that person is just not a good person. But the collective of like this, this, you know, making it we're not a monolith and we're not an evil monolith and we're not all the same in that respect so this fear-mongering has really made people cuckoo It's the same with Muslims, right? Suddenly, if one extremist does something, then all of them are the same. And it's the same for trans people and gay people. It's exhausting. So entering into your authenticity and your journey and your truth as a person, you think about all of the bad things that could happen, right? Then for me, because someone asked like, you know, well, when did you know that you were, you know, a woman or you? I always knew. But then the work that I had to do was this became life and death for me. For me to be my best self, I don't want to live another day if I have to be like this, what someone else tells me to be. So when you put all of that energy into, I don't really care what anyone says or thinks anymore, and you just step into your fullness and your truth, 
it's so liberating that it leaves people behind and you're in a different world. You're in a different state of mind. You're just like on a different level. Not everyone is able to graduate to that level or be on that level. But I feel like we should be able to have more space for people to be in their element because being, bringing you to the table, it makes it just so much more colorful and rich. A gay and a non-gay. We're approaching Trans Day of Remembrance. So I'd love to chat to you about why that is just so important for all of us as part of the LGBTQ plus community and also outside of it. It's important for everyone. I think this is a conversation we're having, which is so beautiful. There was no conversation around Trans Day anything five, 10 years ago. So it's like, as this is coming along, it's like having Black History Month. Black people don't need a month. We exist every day of the year and we shouldn't just minimize our existence to one month or one holiday. And I'm saying that because in the world of cultural, like, you know, the system and capitalism, all that stuff, it gets dwindled down to that. Let's look at the black people now. Let's look at this people now. But the respect doesn't um, exceed that timeline. So a Trans Day of Remembrance for me is really about our history. We need to learn our history. We need to learn about the trans people that have just contributed and paved the way and, and made space for, you know, for me as a musician, as a black trans woman, there's just a lot of stuff that I'm still learning about and I'm still um, researching just to know the history. There's like this amazing artist named Jackie Shane, you know, that most people don't know about that was black trans woman in like the 60s just doing her thing and singing music in nightclubs and, and just kind of like had a moment, you know, but like the expression and the vocabulary may have been different. When we have conversations about Marsha P. Johnson, you know, she was someone who in her day was not probably respected as the woman that we all are learning to respect her as now. It's about remembering those that have fought, like just to be here and to exist and to and keep learning. You'll be pleased to know this in the UK, obviously black history is something that is just not taught but in wales now which is a country within the uk they're gonna start doing that compulsory in i know what wales is yeah oh i know but i mean some americans don't anyway don't ruin my point so yeah they're gonna teach black history as part of just normal education every day and i think that is so important i think that is late yes but if you (laughs) catch up then we can talk girl okay I agree. Also, I do feel like Black History Month in this, the UK has sort of been because because last year it was such a big deal because of George Floyd happening just before it. It feels like it was everywhere then. Whereas this year, I feel like it's sort of just been and gone. It's because we've everyone is like ready to get out of their house and go on vacation because of COVID. Yeah. Everything that we fought for last year, it's as if people have forgotten about. It's like it didn't even happen. Yeah, we were all contained and like everyone was quarantined or you know not able to go out and we want to just escape that trauma and we want to just get back to like ah it's like when the transition happened to going from being locked down and only zoom calls and never leaving your home and working from home to like everything is open now and you can go out and then everyone expecting you to be at a hundred percent and being able to just walk into work or walk into wherever and do it and be like oh we were just been doing this and we were just taking a week off <laughs> no it has really been a full year i'm looking forward to your collaboration on uh, <laughs> show them is it? we have a new them single coming out a duet it's called whales shade and what's next what's the next drop from you are we getting a new song anytime soon i have a new holiday single coming out november 26th it is called the holidays are cancelled can you do a follow-up or b-side called cancel dave Chappelle? can we get that as well that is a deep conversation that we do <laughs> not have time to go into it's true Woo! it's true though you took it there girl <laughs> i will say this about that and we'll keep, we'll keep it there he won't be cancelled and as much as that is being perpetuated he's gonna be okay 
but trans people are not. So that's what we need to focus on. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.